The Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast. Uh, my name is Luke Tyrrell. I'm joined by Yamas Lindhart and Anna Zbjörin, who are uh, sitting in uh, Splendid Esmia. Gentlemen, very nice to see you. How are you doing in this heat? Nice to see you, Luke, and uh, thank you. We're we're sweating, I think. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are very hot here. We have um, almost a tropical night here in Esbjerg, so <laughs> it's um, it's very warm. But um, yeah, we are we're sweating. Good. Well, I mean, who needs to go on holiday when you've got weather like this, eh? Especially if you've got a pool, hey, Jan? But um, I think uh, I must apologise in advance if you hear any background noise. Uh, it is 37 degrees here in London, and I've got the windows wide open, so if you hear any cars or, or screaming people, then it's not me, I promise you. Um, but, gentlemen, um, I wanted to, to get us together just to talk a bit about um, SBS season, um, do a bit of a season review, as it were, and also look towards next season as well, because... I appreciate last season wasn't wasn't the best, but I think just to set the tone, we can if you if you if you guys can cast your minds back till from uh, May last year, uh, a two-one win in Herning against uh, FC Midland, which meant that Espia qualified for the Europa League, and here we are, uh, a year and three months later. Uh, and this year, unfortunately, have been relegated, have gone through three managers, and. Um, you know, it, it, it's a completely different picture, isn't it, C- compared to what it was um, at the start of the season when we were playing Shakhtar Shulagorsk in the uh, Europa League qualifying rounds to uh, facing teams in the Nordic Bet League next season. Yeah, when you when you're mentioning that now, it sounds totally crazy. Yeah, uh, and, and actually, you're saying three managers. Uh, we also had uh, Klaus Nergo in on a short period of time. So um, yeah, yeah, our assistant. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, he took over for for, uh, for a short period. So actually, it was uh, four managers, and uh, yeah, just to make it even worse, a lot of losses. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of down downs. Uh, so that's a re- really big contrast to to that night uh, a year ago against the. Uh, against Herning where we won and where we partied with the players and uh, flares were lit outside the stadium everybody was so happy and uh, yeah yeah it's it's hard to see it's it's it's, it's the same team that that went down the year after yeah it's almost unbelievable yeah yeah, yeah it is it is, it's crazy and I I, th- I think that I mean that that point alone the fact that there's been four managers albeit one of them interim you know uh, is, is is pretty much a recipe, isn't it, for relegation? I mean, you only got to look at sort of um, teams that do get relegated, and it tends to be the ones that have no stability, have no consistency in the manager, um, and the fact that you've gone gone through four managers in in one season. Um, and as can I can I ask you first, was sacking John Lammers um, a big mistake, and one of the key reasons that SBO were relegated? First of all, yeah, I think it was a mistake to to uh, fire him. Yeah, uh, me and Jan talked about it in a podcast where we were at uh, Maureen Lust watching a, a game in the, in the Danish Pokal uh, tournament. Uh, we talked, yeah, the cup tournament. Yeah, and um, and I said to Jan that that I thought that it was a big mistake because 
after that he has he was it was a kind of um, a process you know and he was uh, on the way for something good and he yeah he got us the, the bronze medals uh, last year last year last season but to say that that was the thing that made us go down in the first division it's it's hard to say that because it it has been a total of a lot of yeah mistakes and bad things so it's not it's not the only reason but but I thought I still think it was a mistake yeah yeah, I mean, I, I think I was oversimplifying there when I was trying to put it on that. But, you know, I was, I was, I was, I was trying to make a point. But, yeah, um, yeah, and I, I know you were a fan of, of John Lammers. And, and do you think that had he stayed in charge, would, would SBA be in this position now? If, if I look back at when he was uh, fired, um, I remember, yeah, looking at the, the expected points table, you know, the table where where you, you look at how many points should the team have had if they had scored on their chances. And uh, under under Jan Lammers, they, they were actually performing well uh, if, <laughs> if, they, if, they, if they would have scored on their chances. So, um, and, and that's, that's a way of saying that, that the game plan was, was uh, actually okay and, 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 the, and, the, and, the, and, and the, they didn't play bad football. So, and uh, I, I don't know if you can remember the first uh, leg of uh, the season, the first match of the season yeah. in in Hanning. In yeah. yeah, good game. We lost, and um, and that seemed to d- define the rest of the season. They played a lot of good games. They lost a lot of them. So, um, and and some would say, yeah, that's just the that's just the way they won the Bronx the year before. They. <laughs> they they won a lot of games where they didn't play that well. So, yeah, karma is a bitch, as you say. And uh, I don't know if yeah. that what, if karma knocked them out knocked them out of the Super League. But uh, anyway, it's uh, I'm not sure you can say that they would have survived under John Lammers, but I'm sure they would have had a better chance of surviving uh, than than what we saw afterwards because. We must say that hiring Lars Olsen wasn't the right move. Yeah. No. Yeah. At all. Before, if they had, uh, if they had had a, a, a new coach at the moment where they fired John Lemmers, and they had this coach to, 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 to stand in right away, the the idea of sacking him him could have been uh, the the right one, but they just ended up not not having the, not having a coach ready and it seemed like they, they, they just took the one who said yes yeah I, I think it was it was something like three weeks or even four, four weeks wasn't there in between sacking Jon Lammers and, and, and Lars Olsen being appointed and you mentioned that yeah. lost a lot of goals lost a lot of games last season I'm just looking at it now 32 games played 20 lost and only uh, five games won. Um, it doesn't take a genius to work out that you know being the low, lowest scorers in the league as well, only scoring thirty-two goals is 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 part of the problem as well. And it, it, part of me wonders, you know, if there was some plans that didn't come through to fruition when you sell someone like Adrian Petra in in January and don't replace him when you, you're desperate for goals. Um, it, it does seem quite strange, doesn't it? And it doesn't seem like there was a or a plan that, that that was stuck to really. No, yeah, and of course, you you could say that they they, they got some money from uh, the big sponsor CS Gruppen, 
CS, the CS group. So, so they they got a lot of money in the window window to use. They brought in some big names, uh, Vito Manone, Rafa Kusaba, and, and so on. But on the other side, uh, they let Pizzo go without replacing him with another attacker. And as as you say, the big problem for Espia was the, the lack of goals and um, yeah, and and uh, a lot of. So, so uh, Jimmy Nail, the sports director, needs to take a, a lot of the the blame. What to say? The, the responsibility for for the for this uh, window. Yeah, it's, it's certainly a, a costly lesson as well, isn't it? I guess. Um, and and we mentioned the number of players they say that have gone. I think I counted was it eight or nine players that went out the door at the end of the season, and I think that includes five five loan players. You mentioned Manoni, Kazara. Um, who else was there? There was uh, yeah, Erseg, he went back, didn't he? Uh, Brorenson, um, yeah, Dowda, of course. I mean, I want to take a moment to talk about Mo Dowda actually because I, um, I can't say I was too impressed with him when I saw him in the flesh, but when he came back after lockdown, he looked like a different player, didn't he? It, It was, it was like. Um, yeah, it was like it was like a new signing almost, and he, he sort of turned it on at the wrong time of the season, as it were. I talked to him about it. Uh, yeah, after yeah, doing an interview where I mentioned it. Why didn't you start like this for SBI? And he said, yeah, it, it depends on, on the coach. And uh, he felt that uh, Tolles Beck gave him the room uh, and, and put him in the right spot on the pitch. So uh, yeah, so he. Uh, Gave the credit to to Beck, but uh, yeah, in the end, uh, Beck didn't manage to get us the result either. So yeah, no, but that was also a very difficult mission we was on. <laughs> I, I, I agree, <laughs> but it, it it was also uh, a big failure, ending up <laughs> ending ending up uh, getting overtaken by Silverball as well, losing yeah, a, yeah. a million crowners. In the, in the in the in the television uh, salary, yeah, yeah, and we also when we look at the the last matches, a lot of them we was ahead, we was in front, and then we still lo- lose it all on the floor. So it was especially the two games against Hubo that yeah. made it, that made the difference, and and after that, you yeah. the last two games it didn't really matter. So uh, maybe maybe something would have been different if 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 Esbjerg had beaten Hubo in one or in one or the other either one of the games against Hupu so yeah those yeah. those two games send us down yeah I mean, I mean you mentioned sort of the players that went out I wanted to mention um, Jacob Lungi Sorensen obviously who's joined uh, Norwich um, for I think it was reported to be around, around a million pounds um, as it were so I mean that that's obviously one that Sad, sad to see him go, but look forward to seeing how he develops in 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 the championship in in England and and seeing if he can he can make a difference in that league because he's he certainly looked like one of Espia's prized assets as you were and hopefully yeah. that that I, I guess you know the championship better than hmm. Anderson and I. What what is your view on that? So it's a very tough league, and I mean physically tough as well. So I I, I wonder like where he's going to play because I think he was interviewed. And he said that oh well, I can I can play centre back, and he, he doesn't strike me as a sort of like a championship centre back. I I think he, he he'd struggle there. I think maybe as, as a midfielder I think he he do well, 
um, as, as having a sort of like a, a, a roaming sort of midfielder role because um, he's got a good range of passing and, and he, he, can, he can finish as well. But um, yeah, I, I, hopefully that it works out for him. He doesn't get stuck. He doesn't get put in at centre back, and then people think, oh, he's not very good here, and you know he gets bullied on the ball a little bit. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's it's certainly somewhere which. Uh, SBA, we need to um, strengthen, isn't it? Because obviously Marcus House is gone. Luckily, um, Walter Foster has signed up for another season. But Luke Lungi played uh, on the central midfield for SBA. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah but, but but okay, Lamas uh, used him back uh, in, in the center, central defense a couple of games, and he also played in in that uh, role for the Danish under twenty one. So yeah, yeah. I'm not. Maybe, maybe I think he can be a good centre back in in time. But uh, at this moment, I, I think his best uh, position is, is is the is the midfield. Yeah, and he's still young, isn't he? What is he? Twenty one, twenty two? Is he still? I think. Yeah, twenty one, twenty two. I think you're right about that. Yeah, so so he's got time to sort of develop as a player still. So hopefully he finds his feet and and can and can get a few games under his belt because that'd be the main thing. Is him actually breaking into the first team and getting some game time will be will be will be key there. Um, he just turned uh, he just turned twenty two in March. Right. Okay. Yeah. No. Well, there, there you go. There you go. He's, he's certainly got a lot a lot a lot of time to to develop himself as a player, but. Um, we, we, the listeners, the listeners think uh, Anas has a good men- memory, but uh, I have. I have. Look, look, we know sitting with his computer. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to ruin the illusion here, yeah, of, of podcast. Anna's has got. Anna's has got like a, an encyclopedia of memory, isn't it? <laughs> you can prove that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, our listeners will think that Anna's knows everything off the top of his head, which is brilliant. Um, we were mentioning managers and and Jan, I I appreciate that you know you there was an article in in your paper which came out this uh, week with with um, Olfa is it Olfa Christiansen is that how you pronounce it? I say Olafur. Olafur. Olafur Christiansen. I think uh, on Iceland, I, th- I, th- I think I saw an Icelandic journalist call him Oli, so that's maybe short of it. I, I'm I'm not sure if. if what he say? What he what what he would say about uh, that if I called him that? But, uh, yeah. Hello. What's up, Ollie? Yeah, you didn't you didn't call him Molly when you when you met him then? No, I said Olaf, and he didn't uh, he didn't have any problems with that. <laughs> so I mean, I must admit, I I don't know much about him. Just just from sort of like a a quick search, I know that he was former manager of of Randers, which is obviously Anna's favourite team, as well as uh, FC Nordsland. Um But I mean, if you can give us some background on 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 him and what what he was like as a player, because he was a defender, wasn't he as well? And he played. I can't. I can't really remember him from uh, from his time in uh, in Aarhus. He played for AGF, AGF in in, in Aarhus. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm sad to say I yeah. can't remember him as a player. But uh, uh, it's almost twenty years ago. Uh, he played there from '97 to 2001, and that's it's amazing. It's amazing, Anders. How you do this? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I I remember him from uh, from Norseland as a coach, and uh, he was known for that he was. Uh, Giving the young talents the chance, and he he's a man who likes to use the the young players, the the young talents, and I think that's what we need to do here in Espia now because we don't have the money for us to go buying some good players. So so we have to get our our young young players to the. But uh, Jakob Angersen back, so that's not. Yeah, we got Jakob Angersen. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. great. But but yeah, uh, that's right, and. Um, 
and um, I I came. Um, what to say? I I said to him, so Olafur, how do you feel about people in SBR? If 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 people in SBR think, why why are they hiring that guy who didn't have success in Ranas and Norseland? That guy that only got one year in each of those clubs, and he he uh, <laughs> he didn't quite agree with me on that one because. Um, as he said, yeah, Jan, why, why did I, what, what happened in Norseland? So he, um, he put me in, in, in trouble there because uh, my memory wasn't that good, but <laughs> I managed to say that uh, Kasper Juhlmann took over and then he asked me again, but why did he take over? And I managed to say, yeah, because the club got some new owners. And so that's his explanation on why he, stopped in Norseland because new owners want their own uh, coach okay so you can say he didn't stop in Norseland because of doing a bad job so and the next question he asked me and that, that, that's uh, that's the, the wrong way because yeah, the wrong way around for journalists it, it should be me asking, <laughs> asking him question but suddenly I felt as if I was was at an at an exam so uh, that's <laughs> I sweat him, yeah, as if it wasn't hot enough already. But you were so, sweating and you wasn't prepared. And, yeah. No, no. <laughs> so Olafur, Olafur asked me, so and Jan, what happened in in Ranas? Oh, and that one, I couldn't really answer that question. You ended so, up with C minus. No, no, he ended up asking, uh, answering himself. What happened in Ranas was uh, that um, he felt the management lost. Uh, confidence in in him, and he ended up uh, going to talk to the direct, the director and saying that he uh, wanted to end his uh, his uh, contract. Right. With, with so he, he he left the job him, himself. Yeah, that's what that what was he said to me that he oh. himself uh, wanted not to have a job. But okay, at that moment, Ranas was last in the Superliga after eleven games, uh, only seven points. So. Maybe uh, the, the management would have taken the decision for him if he hadn't done it himself. It himself. But yeah, so, but that's a part of the story about Olafur that uh, some people say that he has been a failure and uh, that's not how he looks at it, it himself. Mm. No, that, 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 that's fair enough. And I think that's, that's good, isn't it? I mean, the fact that you've got someone who's got his confidence in his own ability is, is what you need and especially because he's got a, a rebuilding job in his hand isn't he I think because SBR I mean I, I mean I, I sent you guys a video didn't I the other week around sort of like the stadiums and the teams in in the Nordic Bet League and SBR's stadium the, the infrastructure alone sticks out like a sore thumb doesn't it because it's 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 not built for that league is it it's, it's not built for that level of football um so the the the, the, the remit the the the, the objective has to be immediate return to the Super League, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. It, 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 it is. Really is. Well, yeah. Yeah, we have to uh, receive to uh, return to the Super League because not not only because of the stadium, but also because of the city and the the club and the traditions and the fans. You know, we 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 are the f- fifth biggest city in in Denmark, and we need to be in the Super League. Of course, we do. But yeah, I saw the video you sent, and and there was about two or three stadiums there Silkeborg and ours and 
uh, what was it? Vejle? Yeah, Vejle, I think. Uh, and all of, those, all of those three stadiums below, uh, has to be in the Superliga, of course. So, so, so yeah, we have to get back as quick as possible. Yeah, and uh, there's a couple of uh, teams on Shelland uh, as well who are who are gonna go for it and uh, who has some uh, yeah. Players, I think. It, 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 this with in the last ten years we've been. This is the third time that we ended up in the, in the next best division. And um, the two last times we we, we went back very fast and very um, uncomplicated we, we beat all and we went up very fast yeah and I don't think it will be that easy now um, I think it will be a very very hard uh, uh, both because uh, Jan as Jan said that there's a lot of uh, teams from Shilland that will fight against us of course and try to get the, the tickets to the Superliga but also because this time we don't have a uh, the last times we have a very good team when we went down and we yeah we we dominated the the first division totally and we I don't think we will do that now. yeah I don't know maybe we got some good signings Thomas I need to correct you there because we we actually only went up last time because we managed to get those two games against Silkeborg so we didn't just dominate the Superliga last time didn't we do that last time. Do you remember Anastas going three goals against Silkeborg? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't remember Anastas after he went to Schmidtler, but I remember the hat-trick. We, we, we only ended up uh, being the third in, in the division. And Oh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I would rather remember it uh, better. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, 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 but otherwise, I, I agree with you, Anas. I agree with you that in, 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 the, in the way that saying that the first division, the Nordic Bet Liga, this year is uh, has more good teams and less bad teams, and so I I, I think in the, we we're gonna have a yeah maybe if if you can in some ways compare it to to the championship where where I guess look everybody can beat everybody in the championship yeah. and, and and I I expect some some somehow the same thing in in the Nordic Bet League next year. And, and the league structures change as well, isn't it? From from this season coming forward. So I think I, I read that you know it's going to be like the Super League. So first to sixth is going to be split into like a, a promotion group, and sixth to twelfth or seventh to twelfth will be a, a relegation round. So it will be potentially even more difficult because of that, maybe as well. Yeah, and, and as I said, that if if we don't get uh, some very good signings, we we don't have. I don't think we have the team to dominate the first division. Um, now we got Jakob Angersen and that's a very good signing and and, and we got a, a where's it from Iceland Iceland yeah and Andre Benjarsson is that right Benjarsson yeah something yeah. something like that yeah um, and yeah I'm, I'm positive about those two signings but but we need some more because we, we don't have the team right now to, to, to play for, for the place in, in Superliga yeah, yeah, and was that something that, that you talked about when when you met Olaf? Olaf, was it was it that you mentioned yeah. about the signings and the number of players that you need? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, as he said to me, he would rather have uh, less good players than uh, more mediocre players. So, uh, and I think that's what we're seeing in in, in these uh, two signings. Uh, that's uh, already uh, confirmed. Uh, it's players for starting eleven. Uh, who surely will compete for the starting eleven, 
I'm, I'm not saying that uh, our, our new Icelandic friend is, is going to to take uh, Jakovenko's place uh, in the attack from 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 day one, but uh, he sure is uh, competing with him on it. And um, and and then um, as uh, Ulf has told me, uh, he wants uh, at least four new four new players competing for the, for the starting eleven, okay. and uh, we are lacking. Uh, if what if if he gets gets what he wants and 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 we all know that's not always how coaches uh, gets uh, how how it goes for the coaches. So the coaches always uh, wants more than the money can pay in the clubs. Yeah. But then, then just a question about our new uh, Icelandic friend. Um, hey, may I just finish this one, Anna? Just yeah. saying, if he gets what he wants, he he will also we will also see a new midfielder replacing Jakob Lungi right. and a new central defender, maybe a left-back. Well, you okay. certainly need a left-back, didn't you? Because you've only got, only got one at the moment, with Kevin Combo who can play left-back, really, isn't there? There's, there's not really anyone else who can... Well, I suppose there are people that can slot in there, but not, not a dedicated left-back. So, yeah, that's certainly yeah. an area. Yeah, there's, there's no other left-footed uh, defenders, uh, as I see it. I don't know if some of the youngsters... Uh, has a left foot, but none, none, none who, who we know. Yeah. So I maybe... hope all of them have. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> good one. Good one. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we like—a bit of positivity. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you didn't need, you didn't need Google for that one, do you? Did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Not for that either. <laughs> but then I just have a question about the our new our new uh, Icelandic player. Um, yeah. When when he was uh, rumored to Espia, uh, a lot of people uh, wrote about him on the, on the social media and stuff. But yeah. I must admit, I have never heard about him. Have you heard about him before this? Uh, no. Is, is he is he um, somebody that we we have to know? Yeah. I, I don't know. But I don't see a lot of football from Iceland. So so. No, but I, he played in Germany, right? Yeah, but but yeah, you know, he, he actually he didn't play that much in Germany. So but. But, he was uh, signed, signed in Germany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but he didn't play that much game. So because of different uh, circumstances, but but he scored 19 goals in in, in his last season in, in the Icelandic, mm. and that's uh, double figures, near, near 20 goals. That, that's a good. Uh, that's, yeah, a that's a good, good score. record. And, yeah. and then he went to uh, Sweden and Helsingborg. Helsingborg, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Um, so uh, and did well as well. So and got sold to to Germany. I know Kaiserslautern. That's it's not the team they used to be when they won the German uh, league. So, uh, but but anyway, I I think I I have a good expectation for him. But yeah, know, yeah, I'm positive too. So. Okay, well, it would be interesting to see what what sort of combination there is there, and like you say, who comes in, especially if you want another midfielder and a left back. Um, it's 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 almost. I mean, trying to put a positive spin on it, it's it's trying to make the best out of a bad situation, isn't it? The fact that, you know, relegation has happened, eight, nine players have gone out the door, obviously appreciate five of those are lone players. Um, it's it's a chance to rebuild, isn't it, as, as a club and maybe not not rely so much on lone players? Because, yeah, and I remember you saying in a previous podcast, you know, that, that you were sceptical around sort of ha- having so many lone players in the squad and, you know, do they really care about the club? Um, as as much as as someone who who sort of joins there permanently, do 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 you think this will be uh, something we we'll see again at S- in Espia more more sort of lone players coming in, or 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 will it be um, something different? I, I'm not saying that lone players can't d- deliver the goods, but 
I'm just saying the experience we had with Lone Player in Espera is, uh, is, is both good and bad. And uh, the last time, uh, this season, we just had a lot of Lone Players and it didn't take us, uh, it didn't, it didn't give us, it, gave, it didn't give us um, survival. And uh, the last time was uh, when Ted van Leuven brought in a, a bunch of Lone Players and uh, we ended up uh, being relegated as, uh, as well at that moment. Although some of the players, uh, one of the players was uh, Simicas, who, who now joined Liverpool. So <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah. So uh, so it's not that the lone players isn't good players, but I'm I'm, I'm just saying it's uh, it hasn't worked out the last two times. Yeah. But a, a couple of lone players, I wouldn't mind from now on. Yeah, no, and that's an interesting point you make about that. that is, is, is it confirmed that he's gone to Liverpool today? Um, yeah. Because I, I read an article saying that Espier uh, get a, a 0.25% <laughs> part part of the transfer or something like that, isn't it? So I, I don't know how much he went for in the end. Could that be true? Uh, why? Because we he only played here on a loan I don't uh, oh is that okay. oh, sorry, sorry. maybe I'm thinking about someone else then because I, I saw I saw today that SBA was supposed to be getting a, a percentage of some sort of transfer um, I, I should have sent the article to you guys beforehand sorry that's my fault maybe, maybe it's the, the Brathwaite the the, old, uh, the rumour about him going to West Ham I'm not sure Martin no, Brathwaite who, uh, who's now in Barcelona um, yeah uh, but, if he if he's if he's going outside the Spanish border, SBI will be compensated. But um, I'm not sure about Simicas. Uh, they bring in the money. It uh, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> uh, we we take everything we can get. Yeah, certainly will. Yeah, exactly. And 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 as, and as me me and you have spoken before around sort of away games. I mean. Given you know the current situation, I'd appreciate it's hard to sort of think about travelling to that many places outside of Espier and, and travelling to that many grounds and things like that. But is this an opportunity maybe for Espier fans to to enjoy this season and, and go to sort of a few away games and 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 new stadiums and and you know enjoy the league? Yeah, of course. Um... Yeah, yeah, of course, we would rather play in the Superliga, but but now we are here in the first division and, and we have to make the best of it. So, so yeah, I think that many fans will take their ways and because there's a, there's a special atmosphere in the on the smaller stadiums. Yeah. Some of them are very, some of them are very crabby. Yeah, I know. And and, and you're standing there without a, a roof over you, and and if it's rain, you'll get yeah very wet and stuff. But but there's also um, some very uh, yeah, what you can see cozy small stadiums mm. where you can get a real uh, a real yeah, barbecue you can get sausages and, and, and there's it's just have, it's very intense and yeah, yeah I like yeah. to go there I like to go there and me and Jan talked about it when we was in the Marine List in the in the cup that there's there's something about the small stadium so yeah, yeah I think we will and, and, and combined with that I hope that we will I hope we'll get a lot of wins in the first division. So those two things combined, I think, will give give some good, uh, yeah, good yeah, ways. Yeah, but honestly, at this moment, we actually don't know if we're allowed yet. At this moment, uh, no, no, of course we're not. But the clubs in the first division are not allowed having more than five hundred people in. In so no, of course, uh, it's, it's only at this moment it's only the Superliga teams who have a. Yeah, who can have uh, spectators? Can have uh, a more, more, yeah. 
yeah. So yeah, I, I know, but I, I'm 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 viewing it as a best case scenario. Yeah, so. yeah. And, and and I certainly agree with you. I mean, for, for my experience of, of going to Crystal Palace games, I, I certainly enjoyed ga- away games more in the Championship than I did in the Premier League. Which I, which sounds strange, but I, I think it is part of, like you say, the the, the charm of the smaller stadiums yeah. and 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 I mean. Especially from my experience in the Premier League, the, the the sort of the fans aren't. I'm sure it's not the same in the Super League, but the fans aren't considered because to be um, as important because obviously there's there's more money in the Premier League that can be made from corporate cor- corporate boxes and, and hospitality and things like that rather than there is in the lower leagues. So it's it's a time which I've as as a Crystal Palace fan, I felt more connected with the club has certainly been in the lower leagues and going to the the, the smaller grounds and. Um, yeah, but go and and you know it's not always the the result you want. I mean, I've been to Derby away and seen Palace lose five nil. Um, but then again, it's I saw Edgar Davids play for Crystal Palace and he played left back. Um, but I just have to forget the fact that we lost that game five nil. Um, so uh, <laughs> you got you got to try and take the positives where you can, I guess. Yes. So Edgar Davids he moved to Crystal Palace. He did. Yeah, he he played. I think he played about sort of was it eight games for us in the end, and then he went ended up at Barnet, and ended up as player manager at Barnet. I think in the yeah, end as well. Yeah. Um, so he, where was he before? Was he wasn't going from Milan to you? Was he? I, d- I don't know. Um, I, I, I you know what I reckon Anna's will know this, um, but uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I can't I can't remember. I don't I don't think he'd actually played for like a season or maybe two seasons before he turned up at Palace. And um, I think it was it was also at the same time that we had some new owners. So I think it was also about you know selling some shirts with David's twenty on the back and things like that. It was actually uh, your version of uh, Rafael van der Vaart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> How many games did he play for SBO in the end? Was that a handful as well? Yeah, at most, I think, yeah. Because obviously he was at Midland, wasn't he, for the the season before, wasn't he? And then I... Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was at Midland, but he... Yeah, he didn't play that much. Like in SBO, like in SBO. Yeah. But yeah, as we, as we talked about the first division... Um, yeah, of course, I would rather like to to be in the in the, in the Super League, but but I think that that we have to get the best out of it, and, and and we can have some some good trips to to the smaller stadiums, and yeah, <laughs> a funny thing in Denmark is that if you have a big stadium and everything is closed, you know, on stadium, it's a, it's a, the small stadiums often is a, a open field, you know, with some yeah. open ground you can stand on. But the the bigger stadiums when they're closed in Denmark we have very strictly rules about the food. So when you when you have uh, when you have uh, the closed stadiums it's uh, yeah what you uh, yeah, in, in the closed stadiums you're not allowed to grill you're not allowed to have a real barbecue. Oh, okay. So if you go to buy a sausages or a hot dog or something it's made in a kind of an oven or something like that uh, because it's only what you're allowed to have in, in the closed stadiums right. but on the small stadiums you're allowed to have a real barbecue and that's just give you better better, better flavor uh, yeah better, real charcoal yeah so it's a small thing you know we have to we have to look at the small things and, and get the best out of it <laughs> no definitely and that's something i'll be looking forward to is uh, so once i'm um I mean, I appreciate I'm allowed to uh, to travel at the moment to to, to Denmark, but um, uh, as I've been saying to you guys uh, at the moment, I have to. I think I have to stay for six nights, which I'm sure is is something to do with 
um, tourism and trying to, you know, um, it is, it is. yeah, try, trying to make sure that pe people are, are, are there for a long time and, and spend money and things like that. But um, hopefully, once the rules are relaxed, we can we can have a few away games and uh, uh, enjoy some some charcoal bar charcoal uh, sausages and a few beers. Uh, that'd be nice. Yeah, uh, stadium platter, as we call it in Denmark. Yeah, just I'm just looking forward to to see football in real life and not just on the screen. Real audience uh, sound when you are when you're watching football on, live on, on the screen as well. That, yeah. that would also be a plus. So uh, yeah, it's not a, it's not, not all about going to the stadium. So it's also about having the game back as it should be. Yeah, yeah the, of course, the, the, the of sort of making it authentic again, and and yeah, yeah, yeah no, I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, it's something which has been a real bugbear of mine when I've been watching um, the Premier League on on Sky. Is is this crowd noise? I think I said to you guys, you know, when it came back in, uh, obviously the, the the Super League has started before the Premier League, and I didn't mind the crowd noise actually. I thought it was done quite well, but it's after a while you sort of you sort of think oh, I I just I'd rather just hear. Um, the players shouting and you can hear the managers shouting and things like that it's almost like you're the only person in the stadium when you're able to turn that noise yeah. off aren't it <laughs> I, I when I watched the FC Copenhagen against um, against the United mm. for a few days ago um, they didn't have the the crowd uh, the noise uh, in the TV so you could hear everything everything they were screaming and you could hear when uh, there was I can't remember who it was uh, a Copenhagen player who uh, tried to score a goal and he and he missed, and then you could hear Stone Solbank screaming from the from the line that I could have scored on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's uh, that's quite funny. It, it it feels like you're watching uh, football in a very lower division because you can hear everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like when we were out uh, watching Rafa van der Vaart playing in the in the and the division fourth division. It's not. It's not really. It's it's lower than that. But yeah, if yeah. yeah. If you. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I remember now. David. He stopped in the, his career after ending his uh, spell at uh, Inter Milano in uh, two thousand and eight, uh, and put his shoes on again in uh, two thousand and ten. Right. So we had two seasons yeah, out. Yeah, he played. He only yeah. played six six matches in Crystal Palace. Oh, there you go. That wasn't too bad. I, I guessed eight, so I wasn't too far off there. And that wasn't too bad, is it? Oh yeah. And in two thousand twelve, he uh, he he uh, was hired as a playing manager in Barnet. Barnet FC. Barnet, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I remember that specifically because I remember he gave himself the number one shirt, and he was playing as a. <laughs> Uh, a defender and he was wearing number one out on the field which is a real bugbear of mine I, I, can't, I can't stand when players do that um, I like my right backs to be wearing number two my left backs to be wearing number one, number three my strikers to be wearing nine and ten and uh, yeah no, no messing around uh, with 99s and 55s and things like that I can't, I can't be can't be dealing with that sort of thing number one that used to be the goalkeeper yeah, it's uh, Rui Patricio at, at um, Wolves who wears number eleven, doesn't he, as a goalkeeper? I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Number eleven, that shouldn't be allowed. I, I agree. Uh, I agree we're just too old. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> what about Manone? Manone, what what number was he wearing? I think it was number one because uh, yeah, the number one was uh, available because Hoiberg is he's not. Oh yeah. Yeah, right, right. Number 16, I'm... Yeah, that's right, that's right. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, there's uh, certainly going to be a lot less on um, wages this season, that's for sure, when you consider that Manoni's not going to be there, Kazal is going to, not going to be there. Um, obviously, Hausty's not on the, on the books anymore. So, uh, yeah, you, it makes you wonder, sort of, the, the wage bill has gone down, hasn't it, quite a lot? But, um, but yeah, obviously, the, the income yeah. is, is going to suffer as well. So, it, it sort of balances itself okay. out, I guess. And they brought uh, Jakob Angersen in, and the new uh, Icelandic player. So, they're, they're probably up there on the others so yeah Amen. yeah and and he was uh, leading uh, Aarhus to to the Bronx medals he was uh, playing a, a great uh, spring season uh, one of the best players in Aarhus uh, this spring so yeah I, I, I hadn't seen it going through with him back to Espia when when he said he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't stay in Aarhus uh, I would have imagined him uh, going to yeah, maybe uh, club um, a, foreign, a foreign club yeah I think yeah and, the, yeah. Yeah, and, and he, he said that he, somebody said that he stopped in Aarhus because they couldn't give him what he wants so I, I didn't thought that Espe could do that so I think he will be pretty well paid here mm-hmm. but then again then again children and and uh, yeah the family are, yeah. who's also from Espe uh, family here so yeah yeah, and do I remember? They know how important it is to to be close to a family. With yeah, and didn't do I remember right? But didn't he lost his father for a few years ago or something? Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, so so maybe maybe he wants to get closer to the rest of the family here or something. Yeah, yeah. it could be part of the connection. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 the the interesting part is that at the press release, uh, if they sent out uh, after his signing, uh, he said. That uh, he was convinced, convinced uh, by Jimmy Nail, the sports director, convinced that the project was uh, worth uh, moving yeah. into. Uh, and so, so I, I tried. Uh, yeah, I saw uh, one of my co-journalists in, in the city, Ole Brun, who's a journalist for uh, the, the newspaper Jyske Vestkysten. He speculated that that, that could be a sign. Of uh, some money men, men coming in uh, when uh, FBI are, are, are writing about a new project. So, yeah, what is this new project that, that convinced Jakob Angersen to go to SBI? And I, ask, I asked uh, Jimmy Nail exactly that question. And uh, he said, yeah, as, as, as he always say, not much. Uh, and, but, but at least he said that yeah that the project the project is to bring back SBR into the Superliga of course and but not only to bring us back uh, to to do it and to stay there and that's also what I talked to Unifu about yeah my my job is uh, bringing back SBR to the Superliga but also bringing a sustainable team to the Superliga team that's so so that SBR won't be a team that's popping up and down so the question is, of course, can you do that without getting more money in? Uh, my my question, my answer to that would be no. So, yeah, maybe maybe that's a sign of of, uh, of a, a new investor coming to SPR. So what watch this space then, eh? That that will be an interesting one to sit to see. Maybe uh, see see what happens as as that develops. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and I'm I'm sure the other teams in the first division now have uh, widened their eyes uh, looking at SBR when they first signed Jakob Angelsen and then uh, a striker from uh, Germany so yeah 
that's a, I think that's a that would have uh, made made some ticks uh, go off in, in the other clubs. Yeah, well, I, well hopefully we're we're sort of hear some more on that and. Um, yeah, and if you can do some digging for us, and of course we can have a exclusive on the Six Pointer podcast, that that would be great. Obviously, <laughs> I'm not sure my boss would uh, would uh, would be interested in it. If, if if I if I if I broke break if I if I took the breaking news to the Six Pointer instead of instead of the newspaper, who does uh, pay my bill my wages uh, <laughs> after all? You don't, you don't have to. He, he doesn't listen to the, he don't listen to the six pointer so he oh, okay so, so we can do it two minutes yeah okay yeah. Or, or, or we can just arrange that I, I release the podcast on the same day it's fine yeah, we, we can work around it yeah, yeah don't worry yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can have, have it an embargoed podcast or something like that it'll be, it'll be fine I, I, I can I can make, make a small breaking here today Luke. so let me just say that one of the rumours about Jakob Angersen after his returning to Espia has been uh, a rumor of um, the, the company De Fauli Hoos, who's also a sponsor in Espia, and uh, who last year who last year was sponsored on FC Midtjylland. The rumor is that De Fauli Hoos uh, has um, paid for the Jakob Angersen signing. So I I, I I I called the chairman for De Fauli Hoos, who's a who's a workers union. Yeah. So um, I called the the yeah I, I don't know how how you would say it in, in English but sort of a chairman for for the values yeah Johnny Nim slash he's like chairman slash owner and um, yeah he he, uh, he denied the rumors he said it wasn't him actually he said they're, they're not gonna put in more money in Espia than they are already doing so so. If he's if he's uh, telling the truth, uh, the family who hasn't paid for Jakob Anderson, then they're not the new investors. I, I wouldn't have thought that would be allowed anyway, would it? I mean, surely because of financial fair play and and sort of having the club having to be ethical with, with where when, where the money's coming from, that, that that surely wouldn't be allowed because there was this whole thing in I remember in England when Wayne Rooney signed for Derby around thirty two red were saying that they were well there was rumours were going around that thirty two red had paid for. Wayne Rooney's wages or his transfer to Derby, and that's why he got number thirty-two on his shirt and things like that. But I, I, don't, I don't think it was it came through in the but, end. But you re, you remember Carlos Tevez in uh, in West Ham? Yeah. And that was, uh, that was when it when this whole thing about uh, third-party ownership, third-party ownerships, uh, and that's not allowed. And, and in the Carlos the Carlos Tevez case, um, you could say that his was it? I think it was a. The, the agent's company that actually owed him yeah. and so they just paid his wages and uh, let him play for West Ham so West Ham didn't even own, own the player himself yeah. uh, and neither did a, another club mm-hmm. so uh, yeah so that was that's not allowed anymore so um, you actually see it in I think in other sports uh, still but um, so so you're right the family who's couldn't buy Jan- Jakob Andersen but they could sign they could uh, um, make a bigger sponsor deal with Espia and so they're not directly paying for him right. so they're just yeah fronting the money Espia. somehow yeah so Espia has the money so yeah yeah, yeah. you know Luke financial fair play I'm, I'm not sure it's really fair play look, just look at Manchester City 
Yeah, that's that's true, isn't it? I mean, because yeah, I mean, although they were saying they were pretty confident, they were always going to get their appeal overturned and things like that, and obviously they did, um, which was a shame, obviously, because everyone I think in England were hoping that seventh place was was going to go to to you know the Europa League, and obviously that didn't happen in the end. But um, it would have been interesting to see what happened if um, if they would have been expelled, and yeah, it just yeah. seems that financial fair play isn't like you say isn't robust enough to, to actually make any difference at all because the, the big teams are still going to be shelling out loads of money and um, taking a hit if they need to uh, on the hope that you know they might win the Champions League or, or you know even, even when you look further down the pyramid you know like you say um, if it were to be that they, they fronted the money for Jakob Anderson they obviously would have hoped that Espio would have been promoted as well so um, yeah it's, 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 it's an interesting the, one the good news SBS is not going to be in any sort of problems regarding financial fair play. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it that one in the body right there? <laughs> Jan, do you think that there's a, there's a big investor close to SBS? Or... Yeah, I, 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 I actually don't know. They're, they're keeping the cards tight. Uh, yeah, but do you think that SBS is attractive for investors right now? Do as in, Yeah, we're, we, can't, we can't be expensive now if they want to buy us, but... <laughs> I, I talked to, to the chairman Pelicula about it, and and he said to me, yeah, of course, uh, of course, we were a better, we had a better sale argument before yeah. the relegation, and, and and I would agree with him on that one. But nevertheless, if uh, if Jimmy Nail can convince Jakob Barnison to come home, maybe he can maybe if they can convince uh, an investor that uh, investing a team. Uh, that's who are giving a, a lot of young players a chance in the first division um, probably going up uh, maybe going up I, I wouldn't say probably because it's, it's going to be tough but um, yeah that could be interesting for an investor looking for a place uh, looking for a club focusing on young players and, and talents yeah and maybe it's like when you're buying stocks you have to buy them when they're down you know? yeah so yeah. <laughs> yep, you're, the money expenses. You're right. About that I, I heard rumors about SBA rejecting uh, some some offers already. So, but um, I, but that's um, there's there's a price on 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 the club at this moment, and I I can't re- remember the exact figure, but it's 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 a simple math. It's just about the buying. Uh, stocks, small stocks, so that you have the, the the majority of the stocks, and I think it's about 114 million crowners you need to put in, and if you do, you have uh, 51 percent of of the stocks or something like that. Mm. Oh, there you go. I, I know what I'm doing if I win the lottery, then. So uh, that's that's good news. Yeah, yeah. Go on, Luke. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can you can sleep in one of the skyboxes if you want. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but imagine it's 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 it's, it's a, probably a lost list that uh, then uh, Konstantin Tsimikas uh, is is searching for. So it's a lot cheaper to buy the entire Esper club than to buy. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! What? Who would have seen that coming? <laughs> <laughs> the Six Pointer Podcast. Oh.